Blog Talk Radio. Good Wednesday evening. I'm Dr. Nefertiti Noel. And I'm Darren Noel. And we're here for Relationship Wednesdays where we love, we heart relationships. That's right. We're here tonight to talk about uh, the golden rule. So before we get started, let me give a little bit of information about who I am. Um, I run a thriving private practice uh, right outside of Chicago, Illinois. We do everything from medication management to life coaching and life management, both individual, group, and organizational management. And I'm married to this beautiful young lady here, and just this past week we celebrated 17 years of marriage. We did, absolutely. So fantastic, and congratulations to us. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, here in the World Associates, my background is uh, in resume consults, life coaching, and career and mock interviews. Absolutely. So today we just want to talk a little bit about the golden rule. So no matter what your religious beliefs are, personal beliefs are, a lot of people have grown up being told that you treat people how you want to be treated, and that's considered the golden rule, that you treat people how you want to be treated. And tonight we wanted to do a little bit of talking about the aspects of actually how to do that, how to have the energy to do that, how to do that even when you think it's hokey, how to do that even when you don't think it's something that needs to be done. So kind of let me give you the premise behind why we're doing this conversation tonight. A lot of people come to uh, to my life coaching sessions and therapy sessions, and when Darren and I do couples work, they come out because they're having trouble in their relationship. And we do help them spend a lot of time on what's happening, what is the other person doing, how is that making you feel. But one of the aspects, whether it's at work, whether it's at home, whether it's with your kids, whether it's with your friends, um, I have people that come to me and say, Dr. Well, every time I go out, I get horrible service at a restaurant or I get horrible service at a, uh, a venue. And one of the questions I ask is, who are you when you're with other people? Okay. And how are you treating other people? So we wanted to talk a little bit about, treating people the way you want to be treated so that when, you're, when your relationships or people are responding to you, they're responding generally in a positive way because of the way that you're treating them. And noticing when you're being negative, noticing if you're critical, notice if you're never, you know, if you're never satisfied with something, notice how that can affect your day-to-day life. Absolutely. And, you know, not only is it a good thing to do just being a nice person um, and you want to sow all good seeds and things of that nature, but guess what? It's going to come back to you. Uh, as a benefit to you. Guess what? Because as you treat people with respect and you treat uh, people um, with uh, with love and you are courteous to people, guess what? In return, they're going to respond to you in like manner, okay? So when you're out, like you mentioned, at a restaurant and you treat that waiter with respect, guess what? They're going to get your order right. They're going to treat you with respect. If you're at a bank counter and things of that nature, you treat that person with respect, they're going to treat you with respect. You treat your family, okay, your coworkers, you treat them with respect, love, just like the way you want to be treated, guess what? It comes back towards you, okay? Absolutely. And even if it doesn't, I mean, I think one of the things that's important in relationships is knowing that you've done everything you can to make a relationship as positive as possible. Right. And, again, I'm not talking about in a relationship if someone has a gun to your head that you say, gosh, I just wanted to ask how your day was going. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's not what we're talking about. But in your day-to-day interactions with people, your children, your coworkers, your classmates, that you're behaving in a manner that can be admired, excuse me, that draws people to you rather than pushing people away from you. And it makes you feel good about yourself. You know, you, I would call it relationship debts. You know, you don't want to go to bed, you know what, I treat that person wrong, I feel bad about that. That work, you know, now your brain is thinking about that versus thinking about the future versus thinking about creative things, thinking about positive things. You're worried about the mistakes and the way you treated somebody because you weren't treating someone with respect. 
okay? So guess what? Don't build up those kind of debts. Make sure you're treating with people with respect so you don't have to keep worrying about it and feeling bad about how you treated someone when you did not treat them properly. Absolutely, especially because you never know what circle you're going to see somebody in again. So true. You, you so never true. know if that supervisor you curse out at work will later be, and then you quit, will later be your supervisor somewhere else. I've been in several meetings at work probably in the last month, and we're interviewing for new employees and things of nature, and so very frequently we find out, guess what, somebody who's worked with us now worked with this candidate before. And what's the first thing we're going to do? Guess what? Hey, how did how was your experience working with Bob when you worked with him two years ago? Mm-hmm. Okay, how was your experience with him when when he was a customer of yours? Okay, because people are going to get feedback. It's a small world out there, folks. Like right? six degrees of separation, it's very possible you can come across somebody under a different circumstance, and now maybe they're behind the desk, deciding whether you're going to get that job that you want or not. Okay, and if you treated with them and you did not treat them with respect before, guess what? Okay. Unfortunately, it could be payback time, and now you don't get the job that you wanted and you could have been qualified for, but there was another candidate who was equally qualified, and the only difference between them is this person had a bad – the interviewer, interviewer had a bad experience with you, and now you don't get the, the job that you really wanted. Absolutely, absolutely. Or how many times have you been in a crowd of people and somebody says, oh, that's a really cute guy, and somebody says, oh, I know him. We went to school together. We, oh, there you go. You know, we grew up in the neighborhood together. Like, you never know we're going to see people again. And you never know in what capacity you may need someone again. Yeah. So, for example, um, how great is it if you're going to get service somewhere and the guy looks up and he knows that you've been kind to him, sometimes that can make people feel a little bit more indebted to do something nice to you or a little bit more endeared to you. And, and in general, it just gives you, like Darren was saying, a life without a bunch of debts. I mean, sometimes you meet everybody knows that one person that's never satisfied. You go out with them and they find something wrong with the menu. They find something wrong with the food on the menu. They find something wrong with how long it took the service. Right. They find something wrong with they offered Coke and not Pepsi, and I'd like Pepsi <laughs> better. They find something wrong with why didn't we have a good – it's like never satisfied person number one, you know. They're always dissatisfied with what's going on. That's not a person that you invite back out unless you're related to them. But if you're not related to them, you don't invite that person back out. Who wants to be around that person? You're dragging down to eat and we're out having a good time, enjoying ourselves, and you're constantly, not you, but the person's constantly finding uh, negatives, finding something wrong. Well, guess what? Can you just enjoy the evening? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. And you never want to be the one that you're concerned that when the waiter went to the back, he licked your burger. Because <laughs> That's for real, though, right? It's for real. Because the girl you were with was being a, was being a snob. Right. I used to work with this uh, group of coworkers. I won't say where and I won't say names, but we went out to lunch every day. A, a few of us always went out to lunch together. Right. And for, like, a year we went out to lunch with this girl, and one day we went to the same place twice, and the lady smiled at us. Like, she looked at us like, oh. Is that person? Wow. And I found out that um, Susie Snowflake, the, the co-worker that remained unnamed, would never tip. Oh, okay. So I was always tipping. The third person in our party was always tipping. But she would leave exact change down to the penny. So if it was like $20.72, she would literally leave $20.72. Wow. So my friend and I go in without her one day, and the lady's like, you know, she didn't want to wait on us. And so... We figured out why. Right. So we asked, and she says, well, she never touched it. So I'm like, well, don't let my food in the back. Right. <laughs> so we don't need to go out with her anymore. We'll go out separately, not get our food licked, and have a great experience. And it affected, it affected whether or not I wanted to go back out with her. So it's not so much that she was negative, but she didn't know how to treat wait staff. So if you're going to yell because they brought, like, okay, I want my steak well done. 
But it's not like the people didn't know how to do it. It's that it was never good enough for her. So you got all these extra needs. You don't want to leave a tip. People start to get a bad taste in their mouth for you, you know. And no one get a bad reputation for that. Absolutely. So let's talk about ways to be nice. And so yeah. being nice doesn't mean uh, being naive or being um, stupid or easy to pull the wool over somebody's eyes. I'm not right. saying no. that that's what nice is. So nice is not, oh, I dug your eye out, but I didn't mean to. And you go, oh, it's okay. I forgive you. I'm, it's No. Nice is. You are being genuine with the person, and you're being careful to take their emotions into account. Yes. Their feelings into account. You are treating them like you want to be treated. If you are on the flip side, you're treating them the way you want to be treated if you are in their shoes. Absolutely. So let's read some things. So uh, being nice in everyday ways. So this is taken from an article called How to Be Nice is 16 Steps, and it's from wikihow.com, Be Nice. So number one, and this is really important, so I want everybody to listen to this one, smile. Can repeat that? Smile. One more time. Smile. Absolutely. The at-rest face is really important to whether or not people think you are approachable or not. Now, I don't mean grin, show all your teeth, put like a face, I am here with a big smile. I mean, you can do that, but let your at-rest face be pleasant. And when people look at you, have a pleasant look on your face. I mean, unless you're in distress. Right. And you know what? If you When you walk up to somebody, you see someone who has a smile on their face, guess what? You are... Um, drawn to them. Oh, guess what? This person's a good mood. I don't mind being around them. Mm-hmm. You're walking up with someone and they're frowning. Guess what? You re- you repel from them. Absolutely. Right? I, also I don't want to be around. I don't want to get yelled at. I don't know what's going on with that person. I know I don't want to be a part of it. But guess what? Hey, I'm going the other direction or hey, let me mind my business and, and leave that person alone. Absolutely. I often have people practice a smile in the mirror, practice your at rest face. Can any of you guys remember, I can remember this, being 13, 14, 15, 16, practicing looks in the mirror, practicing the way, you know, as an adult, you shouldn't stop doing that. You should have an at-risk face. And when you see people, unless they mean you harm, and we've all been walking down the street maybe on a late night and somebody's looking at you and you're looking at them like, no, this is not a smiling occasion. Don't go for my purse. But I'm saying if you're just going to the train on the on the um, commuter train or you're riding the bus or you're driving in your car, when you make gaze with someone, have a little bit of a smile on your face. And this is important, guys, uh, because guess what? Sometimes you don't know what your face looks like. This is something I personally have to work with because when I'm thinking, I guess apparently I get a frown on my face. Absolutely. Because people tell me, are you upset? No, I'm just thinking about something. You know, hey, I'm trying to figure something out. I'm making plans. And unbeknownst to me, I frown when I do that. So guess what? Even when I'm just walking and I'm thinking about something, I've got to focus on make sure I don't have that scowl, that frown on my face that I at least have a neutral face or smile on my face where I'm not repelling somebody, mm-hmm. okay? You know, if I'm alone by myself, hey, I'm going to put the hand on thinking over there, not a big deal. But I'm going to be out walking even at the library or something like that, hey, I've got to purposely and consciously make sure I keep my face neutral or I smile on it. Absolutely. It's the same thing. Like when I get tired, I, I must have a look, look of exhaustion. I've worked at opening my eyes a little bit wider, um, making sure that I'm looking interested in, in the meeting I'm in or the conversation so that people don't have a personal thought that your body is giving them information that you don't really mean. Right, absolutely. Because okay. I, I know when people come to say, listen, I'm, I'm nothing wrong at all. I'm perfectly fine. Hey, come talk to me. I'm just happy to be thinking and, and engaging something mentally, right? But okay. something I have to be aware of. So smiling, having that pleasant, neutral, neutral or pleasant face. The second thing is, and Darren are adding the neutral face. I mean, yeah. it's just some things we've learned over the years is that when you're first, and again, you never know. When you walk into an elevator, 
uh, if you're going to an interview or you're going to, to you know, get something so to eat or purchase something, so you have true. no idea who you're sitting in the elevator with, no matter what they look like. And you may look at somebody and smile and then go right upstairs for the interview and find out that was the owner and she was just coming back from a jog down Lakeshore Drive. Right. And so you thought she was a delivery girl because she had a pizza with her and, you know, a pair never of shorts on. But she was rushing to the back to put her suit on before you showed up. And you just never know who you're going to meet. So the second thing is acknowledge other people. Now, this doesn't mean that when you're walking down the street, if you pass 100 people, you go, hi, 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 hi. That's not what that means. But if you're, this is a, a space that's really interesting. If you're sitting on the train next to somebody and you go to sit down, it's the choice between saying good morning and nothing at all. Right. It's when you walk, like if I walk into the cosmetologist's um, place and I see a group of people there, I'll say, hello, all, and then I'll sit down. I mean, it's like I'm not trying to talk to everybody, but I do say, hello, all. When I walk into my office, I speak to my secretary at the front. Um, I speak to the people sitting in the lobby. Now, I'm not holding long conversations. Oh, how are you doing? How was your day? But I am saying, good morning. Absolutely. You walk into the elevator. There's one, one person standing in there. You just go into the corner and, and just, you know, frown up or just say to yourself, hey, you recognize there's another human being in a small uh, little room over here in the elevator. You can at least say, good morning, good evening. And that gives people a chance to remember you. You know, I'll never forget one day I turned on the news. This was like years ago, and I'm sure it's happened since then because I've heard about it since then. But there was a man who apparently passed away his death on Friday after work. I remember that. And it was like a holiday weekend, so he must have been there like Thursday night to Tuesday morning, and no one missed him anywhere. No one even knew that he wasn't alive. They literally kept working around him until somebody came to ask him a question and found out he had passed on. Unbelievable. And so if you're not speaking to people, guess what? They're not thinking about you. No. And I, I, I'll tell you what, guys. On, on, on a job, what I do performance reviews with folks, guess what? On, on my performance reviews, I sit down with them. How do you interact with other people in terms of good morning? Because people, guess what? Your coworkers feel funny about it if you can't even say good morning to them. You know, everybody talks about, hey, why can't Joe say good morning? You know, we're walking in, everybody, hey, hey, good morning, going in to get a cup of coffee, or, hey, good morning. Have a nice weekend, and that person can't even have that little small uh, greeting or a gesture. Guess what? Nobody wants that person on their team. So guess what? That's a performance issue. All our people are thinking about if there's a person that that we can give extra overtime to, or if there's a position and you've got the skill but you don't have the people skills. Huge. You know, how to win friends and influence people. If you don't know how to let people know that you're alive and that you are interested in them and not interested in everything that they do, but at least good morning, how are you? Absolutely. The next thing is ask people how they're doing. So this is an interesting one. So um, it, this is like when you go to class on a Monday morning, you sit down, you, you, if you do brick and mortar, you sit down, you look at each other, and you don't want to be that person sitting straight ahead that doesn't speak to anybody. You want to be able to, one, step one, have a neutral to a happy look on your face. I mean, you could be in your books. You could be reading. Um, number two, acknowledge people. Hey, guys, and you can go back to doing what you were doing. And then the third thing is it's really simple to say, hey, D, how's it going? Right, absolutely. And we all know that nobody really wants to know, right? So, And, I, you know, to that point, I'm going to mention that if you really don't care or you really don't have time to even talk to them, hey, if I'm running at, toward a meeting and stuff like that, I can say hi. But I'm not going to say, hey, how was your weekend? And they say, hey, well, how was your vacation? They just got back. Hey, I'm going to tell you all about it. Oh, I, I got to go. Then why did you ask me? Right. You know, right. at that point, it's just, just ingenuine. It's just ingenuine. So you don't want to 
do be a disingenuous right. one, right? So well, you could say, let me just do some, because I do a lot of reframing for people. Um, I'll use Darren, for example. Hey, Darren, how's it going? I hope you had a good weekend. Handshake, walk off. Perfect. Hope you, you're not asking me a question. Hope you had a good weekend. It's a statement. Or doing good, and then you point. Doing good, like, hey, like, I'm acknowledging that I care about you, but I don't really want to know if you had a car breakdown or whatever, but how's it going? And guess what? People appreciate the sincerity of honesty. This is where I'm at. Again, if you, let's say you don't have a good relationship with somebody or you're working on a relationship and you really don't feel, hey, you know what, this is not the time for me to even ask this question, then don't go there. Absolutely, don't go there. And this is good for every relationship. I, I, we have a now four-year-old, newly four-year-old, and um, when she was little, she would wake up and I would go, how's it going? Right, absolutely. You know, and she would, like, try to gargle something back to me. Like, <laughs> la, 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 la. like, you know, and I still ask her when I see her. I give her a hug. I bring myself down. And this is important for people that have children. You're busy. You're feeding them. You're balancing life. You're making sure everything is okay. You're saving off foreclosure. You're saving off all the things that parents do, you still need to sit down and acknowledge your children for the little people that they are. Absolutely. I know when I come home, you know, I talk to the daughter, how are you? How was your day? What did you do today? Guess what? I'm, I'm interested, and I want to know. This is a chance to talk to dad. Hey, let me know what's going on with you. Anything I need to hear? Oh, I'm picking up on something, something I need to be uh, give direction on, I need to correct, or I need to encourage, right? Mm-hmm. The same thing with your spouse when you come home, okay? Sometimes we can be really busy, hey, on, you know, and just getting busy, but really take the time to ask yourself, how was your day? What's going on with you? Because they could have had a really tough day. You may have had a harder day. Guess what? Your spouse may have had a hard day too. And, it, and he or she needs a chance to vent, needs a chance to explain or express how they feel, what's going on with them. Okay? Absolutely. Absolutely. That, that's so crucial, folks, so mm-hmm. crucial. And, again, it's something that takes work, okay? So it takes effort. Again, you came home from a tired day, you're busy, you're tired. Right. what? Now, but guess what? Take your eyes off yourself and put on someone else for a little while. And this is really important for people, too, that let's say you get home before your spouse and you've already got the skinny on how things are going with your kids, and he or she walks through the door, instead of going, I can't, I'm glad you're home because Billy ate the ice cream, Bobby slapped Susie, Susie broke her nail, <laughs> Grandma broke her hip. Uh, you know, all those things, you want to first say, how's it going? So there's some times where I might have to tell my, I might have to say, Darren, listen, we got a lot to talk about, but I'll grab him first just for a second to say, how's it going? To, like, localize that energy so he knows that I'm interested, but now we got to move on to the topic at hand. Right. That's a, that's a good point. And sometimes based on how the, the other person, if you have information that you need to share, or you, that you kind of need to share, and someone says, you know what, it was terrible today. You know, I have blah, blah, blah. Guess what? You know what? This could wait a day. You know, this, this person's already going through some stuff. I don't have to share this information with them right now. Maybe they really need a break because they had a really hard day at work. I don't have to share that information with them. I can share it later on in the evening or the next day. Absolutely. Okay? Absolutely. All right, that's step three. Step four, be a good listener. That's kind of part of what we yeah, talked absolutely. about, you know, being a good listener, being able to hear the other person, um, and not ignoring people. Like, I think sometimes, I can tell, and I have to work on this. So this is something I do have to work on. Sometimes when I'm really busy and someone's talking to me, I'm hearing them, but I'm also processing what else I have to do for the rest of the day. And I think being a good listener is not just being quiet, it's being present. This is true. And that's something, I know sometimes you can get busy, right, especially at work or even at home, and you can tell someone, you know what, I've got to get this email out. I'm kind of listening to you, but I'm letting you know I'm also doing this thing because I've got a time sensitive because I've got to finish this. So you can talk to me and I'll kind of listen to you, but understand I am 
still doing this. I'm being gay. I'm being transparent with you. Right. And this is also important for people. Darren and I do a lot of talking throughout the day. I may be doing something. He may be doing something. And so sometimes I have to be present when he talks to know, hey, this is a good time to talk or not a good time. And maybe he may not be able to say when he's walking somewhere, this isn't a good time. And I might not if I pick up. And sometimes we pick up our phones out of reflex. I think everybody does that. As soon as you pick up, you say hello. And then you start thinking, oh, no, I didn't actually mean to pick it up. Sometimes just checking in or listening to kind of the tone, what's being said, can let you know that this is a bad time. Let me call back. You know, let me jump on. That's a great point. The phone rings, right? You don't have to answer the phone. Well, I've been in that situation, right? Sometimes, we're not talking about your wife, but somebody calling you, you may or may not know who it is. Guess what? Just because your phone is ringing, you don't have to answer the phone. Because you could be in a, you're in a bad situation. You're busy right now. You really can't talk. It could be somebody really important on it versus you answering the phone and being rude to the person because you're busy, you're not really focused on them, I'm sure they'd rather just go to voicemail, and then you can call them back when you're more prepared to have that conversation. Absolutely. Right? So if someone's calling you, they're interested in doing some visit with you, but you happen to be running, the, the baby's on your lap, jumping around, whatever, hello, and yelling, blah, 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 blah. You're like, this guy's out of because control. Because I remember way back when, um, what was that show that Paula Abdul was on? Uh, oh, oh yeah, because she answered her. Not Star Trek, but American Idol. Idol. Yeah, she was about to get a big, huge promotion with something yes. like that was going to make her more money than you could ever imagine. And during the important meeting, she answered the cell phone. I remember that. I mean, and so it's the kind of thing, so how can you be meeting with me and really listening and answering your cell phone? It's the same thing, and this is something teenagers should hear. If your parents are talking to you and you're texting, it's not okay to say, I hear you, but I'm just texting. Put down the phone. Right, put down the phone. In some environments that may be okay, and, and I think it also has to deal with age, but being a good listener means being present. Yes, it does. Being in the moment. Be courteous. So this is, this is interesting, saying please, thank you, and you're welcome, um, being courteous. So I think being courteous is, is really a fantastic thing to do, and you may not always have the time to say please and thank you. But your intent is really important. I think it's also important how you say something. It's the difference between bring me the pizza and bring me the pizza. Absolutely. It's huge. Or can you bring me the pizza, please? Or it's, it's, it's so big. I mean, you talk to people, you know, nobody likes to be ordered around, talked down to. The difference between, um, hey, can you come here, please? Or, you know, come here. You know, oh, wait a minute. You know, again, you're dealing with adults. We're talking about you're in an adult situation, you're with friends, coworkers, and things of that nature. People like to be treated with respect. Again, you you want to be treated with respect, right? But treat other people with respect, too. Absolutely. Can please him to come here? And, again, you can talk to your employees. Guess what? You're, if you're, you're the boss, you guess what? They've got to do what you say do. But, hey, can you do this? Can you put a, can you develop this report for me? Just asking. You know, I know I could tell you, but just, I'm asking why, common courtesy. You know, when I'm talking to my staff, I, even though I'm fairly certain that I'm telling them what to do, I may say something like, do you mind doing me a favor? Exactly. Like, can you do like especially if it's something that I gave you a thousand things to do and now I'm going to give you a thousand and one. Hey, could you do me a favor real quick? Could you handle blah blah blah? And I try to make sure that throughout the day I've stopped and I've said, Hey, how's it going? How's your weekend? Uh, and, and you can't do that every second of the day, but I do make it a point when I'm dealing with people that I work with daily to try to figure out where their headspace is, what's happening right. for them, what's going on. You make a good point there. Again, when you're talking to people who report to you or employees. When you are giving them that, you know, a thousand or one item, you can't say, hey, you know what, this is more important than 
that item number five that I gave you already. Help them prioritize so they're not like, oh, my God, this is going to overflow. You know what? This is going to be, I want to do this before item number 1,000. This is going to be 99. Then you come back to 1,000 later. I understand that I gave you some more. This is the priority. Let me take this off the plate. You know what? I can wait till next week on the other on the other item I gave you earlier today, but this one has to be done because this one just came off. And that's courteous. And so what happens is, is that, for example, let's say you are um, courteous to your staff and courteous to your coworkers, Nine times out of ten, even the jerk in the office is going to try to be courteous to you. Absolutely. Now, it may not look like it. It may not be pleasing. <laughs> thank you. But, you know, I've worked places where the negative guy was always nice to me. Because I was always like, hey, good morning. It's just it's nice. like, how's it going? Hope you had a good weekend. Even if I'm rushing and I'm moving down the hall, I'm still trying to be, like, courteous to people. I try to keep, even if I'm busy, I try not to be walking down. This is when I worked, uh, not for myself. I try to not be walking down the hall on a call. I try to be able to make contact with people, smiling at people. And, and you may not always be happy enough to click your heels, but if you can acknowledge people, if you can try to be courteous, if you can, you know, hear what people are saying, then these things will kind of get you further than it's a horrible day <laughs> and it's another group of horrible things we've got to do and this company never has what I want. We're telling your spouse, it's you again, basically, you're back. Like, wow. I thought I was hoping I was going to get somebody new or being negative with your kids. Like sometimes when I'm asking my daughter, um, like right now we're going through this thing where she can't find a particular item and I'm looking for it. I'm just every so often, hey, do you know where item X is? And she'll say, I don't know, I don't know. Instead of, you better tell me where it is because right. then that gets, well, what did I do, right? Or if there's just a change in the way you behave. Um, some no, more things about being nice is, or being uh, treating people well is being positive. I want people to be positive with me. So it makes sense that for me to get that, I'll try to be positive to other people. Yes. Or at least acknowledge. Now, this is a Dr. Noel add-on. I at least acknowledge that I'm being negative. I'll go, <laughs> all right, this is probably not the most positive thing, but blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? So I I'm demonstrative about the fact that I realize, and so it becomes kind of a funny thing as opposed to, oh, here she comes with something. She's going to yell at me about something. I try not to do that. You know, you know what, along with being positive, also I'm going to add on this Assume the positive. Mm -hmm. Assume the positive. Assume people are trying to do the right thing and had good intentions, okay? So if something goes wrong, guess what? You know, it's probably a mistake. This person didn't mean to hurt me. This person didn't mean to do the – unless you know, again, I'm not saying you, you know someone has a history of it, but, you know, someone forgot to send a, you know, an email or they they uh, vacantly um, put some information out there. You know what? It was a mistake. Okay, you know what? I'm going to assume the positive. If somebody says something to you um, that could be taken two, way, two different ways, especially on an email or something like that, you can't necessarily interpret the tone on the email all the time. Guess what? You know what? I'm going to assume the positive and check it out. This happened yesterday. Someone was texting me back uh, to a question that I had, and when I first read the, the text, it sounded like very kind of insulting. I was like, what in the world is this? I'm trying to help this person out. I said, you know, I got, I got busy. I went back and read it again. It was totally the opposite. They were saying, hey, you know what? You're right. Let's do, you know, let's do X, Y, Z. When I first read it, I would not interpret that. But I said, you know what? Let me slow. Don't just jerk, uh, jerk my knee and react to what I'm saying. Right, like slow the anger. Slow the anger. Let me reflect, read it a little bit closer. Say, oh, this is what they're saying. They were making a statement, not a question. And it turned the whole the uh, the, ten, uh, the tenor of that whole email or text was totally different when I, when I slowed down a little bit. Because I, 
tell you the truth. When I was first, um, I used to send out, I, I keep my computer on caps. Okay. All, all the time. Yes, yes. And I started sending out emails in all caps. Right. And so I would get people to say, that's when you yelled at me. I was like, what I'm not, when? When? Wow. When did I yell? You sent me an all caps email. I was like, I keep my computer in all caps all the time. I said, so just, I just want you to know that I'm not thinking negative about you and definitely not enough to put a typewritten all caps email <laughs> to you, like make it a nasty girl. So that's not what's going on. And I think a lot of times it's because we're, we, we're so busy in our daily lives that we're assuming that people are out to do something negative or be negative when if you assume the positive, usually it is the positive. And even if someone meant to be negative and you assume the positive, other people will see that and know that you're a decent person. That's a um, some other tips, be humble, be sincere. You know, humility is one of those things that it's not meaning that you can't be good at what you do and know it, but people need to know that sometimes you don't always have to get all the credit. That's the way I look yes. at being humble. On the, way, on, on the same line as credit, give credit to when credit is due. If someone does a good job, hey, you know, you did a good job. You did a great job servicing me. I really appreciate you getting my meal right. You know, thank you, you did a great job on that report. If somebody did something, give them credit. If you're telling that, you know what, Bob did a great job on this presentation yesterday, let's all give him applause. Giving credit to when people do a, a job. Don't try to keep all the credit for yourself. Okay, if someone helped you on a project, hey, you know what, I know you're applauding me, but really it was, it was Joan that really did this project. She didn't really want who deserves the accolades. And acknowledging when someone, to me, another thing about being humble is acknowledging when someone is good at something. There are often times where people say, hey, Dr. Noel, can you do this for me? And I'll say, I've got a clinician that works for me that's better, than, better at that than I am. She's put more energy into it. You may want to use her. So these are just some suggestions that if your life, if your relationships are not going just as you want to, Look at yourself, see how you're treating people, and see if the golden rule, if you can apply it to your life, that that will be helpful. Have a great day, folks. Bye. Great week.